Bienvenidos and welcome back to Puro Pinche Gol, the place we discuss all things USMNT La Selección Mexicana. My name is Adrian, joining me once again is my co-host in Tocayo, Adrian. Adrian, what's good, man? How are you doing, bro? All right, man. Wednesday, waiting for the League's Cup uh, debut of Tigres against Portland. Um, we we'll shall see if it, they're going to treat it as a legit tournament or if it's going to be preseason <laughs> for them. Yeah, there's a lot of games on today, actually. Uh, Manchester United mm-hmm. playing Real Madrid in Houston, Arsenal's playing Barcelona, and then League's Cup. Um, a lot of, yeah, preseason games, and we'll see how, I guess, the big dogs of Mexican football treat this tournament now that they're playing, because it's going to be, we're yet to see Rayados, we're yet to see America, Chivas, uh, Tigres. So um, we'll see. We'll see how they treat it. Uh, but this mm-hmm. episode, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, the summer transfer window so far for uh, USMNT y El Tri. Um, what has transpired, who has moved, Who? what rumors are still circulating, who do we think will move before the end of the transfer window, which ends around the, the end of August or beginning of September, depending on what league we're talking about. Um, let's let's get into it, man, starting off with USMNT. So far for the USMNT, there's been around four big moves so far. Uh, we're recording this on July 26th, so take that with a grain of salt. You're watching this video afterwards. Uh, this might not be that current. But um, as of July 26, 2023, we've seen four big moves, the biggest of which we made a whole video about it. We'll link it uh, mm-hmm. at the end of this video. If you want to go check that out, we went into detail about this one. Pulisic to AC Milan. He went for a 19 million pound transfer from Chelsea. Um, joined Chelsea, obviously, in 2019. And, uh, you know, I don't really want to go too deep into this one just because we made a whole 20 minute episode about that. But, um, you know, between you and I, we kind of were in agreement that uh, this is a great opportunity for him to kind of reignite yeah. his club career you know, at a place where he feels valued. We know how important that is for him. And, uh, you know, a place where he won't have to... There's not that stiff competition that he had at Chelsea where there were like four players for his left wing position. Here he'll be, you know, one of the first names on the starting 11, at least in the beginning. If, if he messes up and drops his level, then, you know, that can change, right? But um, he'll definitely be an integral part of that team going forward and uh, will be, you know, part of a team that's challenging for Serie A, Copa Italia. And is playing Champions League football, so a pretty good move for him. Um, we're excited to see how that that uh, turns out for him. Um, why don't you give our listeners a kind of a rundown of where Ricardo Pepe landed, bro? Well, Ricardo Pepe, as we know, he was playing at Groningen. They got relegated, but our boy made a big move from Groningen to PSV, one of the contenders of Eredivisie. Uh, it's been a couple of years since PSV has been, you know, a, a top of the league uh, at in the Netherlands, and they're looking to revamp their whole squad. So Ricardo Pepe looks like he's going to be the go-to striker for them for this next season. He made a move from Augsburg uh, for about 9 million euros, which is, you know, great news for him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I think right now he he's – I foresee him be, maybe not being the – starting striker because he has competition with uh with Luke de Jong but he Luke de Jong is getting old he's 32 years old uh while Luke de Jong might be a living legend I think Ricardo Pepe will definitely have a lot of opportunities for game time um and it's up to him to capitalize on those and make uh you know the the manager and as well as the fans realize that it's time for Pepe to take that number one striker 
position. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he'll have a lot of play time, especially if uh, they qualify for Champions League. They're in that Champions League playoff. Um, so, you know, between that and uh, the league and having a 32-year-old Luke de Jong as your main competitor, I think he'll he'll see plenty of play time. So, uh, great move for him for a club, like you said, that's trying to yeah. get back to the top. One of the big three clubs in that league, along with Ajax and Feyenoord, right? So, um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see him, especially him playing against... Uh, you know, Mexico's forward, Santi Jimenez in Feyenoord. So two two strikers there from CONCACAF going at it, uh, two of the biggest teams in uh, Um So one of the other moves we saw here was, uh, well, I think probably the first move that happened for the USMNT this summer was Tim Weah to Juventus. Uh, Tim Weah joined Juve from Lille in the French League, where he was used, you know, everywhere as a right-back, winger, striker, a very uh, adaptable player. Uh, player that uh, you know was able to be utilized anywhere for loyal um which is why allegri signed him uh, he could adapt anywhere mm-hmm. um he was signed for around 13.5 million usd uh, 11.3 million in transfer and then 2.3 million in bonuses and uh, he joins weston mckinney at least for now as another fellow american there at juventus um you know it's juve is obviously one of europe's biggest clubs um they had a you know turmoil last season where they were deducted points and then you know that whole scandal. Um, so uh, definitely will be looking to turn themselves around. Uh, Juan Cuadrado has left Juventus, so this is going to be his opportunity, like golden opportunity, starting the season to kind of replace him as the main winger there on the right wing. Um, so good move for him, moving from Lille to Juventus. Uh, let's just see that it, hopefully it's not uh, too big of a team for him, right? I mean we've seen that with the likes of. Um, Pulisic and Chelsea where he couldn't quite adapt himself and become a regular starter hopefully that isn't the case yeah. went through, or for Tim Weah because you know for the USMNT he's uh he's been great and uh, we'd like to see him continue developing there um agreed the last one here that you know before we get into the biggest questions of the the summer that have yet to been answered uh Brendan Aronson moved to Union Berlin he joins Union Berlin from Leeds, who got relegated. So it's funny because he'll be going from a relegated team to one that's playing Champions League football. Um, this is, however, a loan, season-long loan, no option to buy there at the end. And, uh, you know, th- this is a, a league that he we saw him successful, be very successful with Salzburg in the Austrian league. This is a mm-hmm. league that's played similar to Austrian football. It's, it's different from EPL. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how he adapts. Union Berlin isn't a team that likes to press a lot. So, uh, you know, we know that Aaron, Aaron uh, Aronson is used for pressing. He's a really quick guy. Um, so it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how he fits into this squad. But uh, definitely, a you know, anytime you're able to move from the Champions League or a second division team to uh, playing Champions League football, that's a plus. Um, so here are the biggest questions, man. Starting off with Serginio Dest, what can you tell us about the Barcelona right back? Well, I mean... <clears throat> It looks like Barcelona wants to keep him at least for the first half of the semester. Those are the things that I've been reading. Uh, is that they, there's no plans for him to leave Barcelona. They're probably going to give him a second chance. I know for I know that this preseason is preseason is essentially that uh, I guess training ground for or I guess proving ground for him to ensure that he is capable of withstand a season long with Barcelona. There's also uh, you know that he's definitely competing with Julian Araujo on that specific position, but lucky for him, Julian Araujo, it's it looks like he's gonna get loaned out. He's not he's not gonna reign with Barcelona after the preseason is over here in the United States. You're gonna probably keep him here for all the Mexican fans, uh, but after that, most likely Julian Araujo will be moving on to a uh, to be a loanee of Barcelona. Uh, 
I, you know, it's kind of difficult for me. If Xavi is actually planning on using Sergio Dest for a good, for, for a majority of the matches, then I'll say yes, stay at Barcelona because La Liga is a competitive league. And if you have a chance to improve yourself and hone in those skills, especially defensively speaking, uh, by all means, go ahead and do it. But we also know that Sergio Dest is probably one of those European Legion players that suffer the most with uh because of low play time right he wasn't playing with Barcelona then he moved to AC Milan and he wasn't necessarily you know being a not even not even called up for the bench he wasn't you know put in the reserves most of the time not even coming out to the bench so um is it good that he's staying in Barcelona only yes if he's guaranteed some play time if it's not if he if he cannot secure any game time uh throughout the season and he's going to be most likely be a bench player then i will definitely look for a transfer either back to ajax where he shined uh or you know find some you know go somewhere else where you might not join a you know top-notch team but you can definitely improve on those areas that you have uh, opportunity for growth um so yeah might be a good fit for him yeah, so yeah, or a uh, mid-table EPL team. I could see him doing well, mm-hmm. like at a Fulham or something, you know. Um, yeah. Just send everybody to Fulham, all the Americans to Fulham. Fulham <laughs> I know. They play there. Yeah, there have been a lot of uh, Americans there in the past, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so our next uh, topic here is uh, Weston McKinney. Uh, you know, originally it was said in the beginning of the season, you know, or sorry, in the beginning of the preseason at the end of the last season, uh, that Allegri had come out and said that, a lady and the board that you went to or Weston McKinney was not part of the plan going forward that, uh, they're definitely going to move him away, move him out. Um, but no, apparently a lady came out and said that he is in his plans. If he works for it, he works hard. There's, there's a way to incorporate him. They see him being there. I think this might just be for marketing purposes, you know, as U S currently in the USA on a preseason summer tour. Yeah. Um, and obviously coming with Weston McKinney and with Timmy Weah to the United States, um, you know, there's going to be ticket sales, right? I mean, Weston McKinney is one of the fan favorites of the USMNT. So uh, mm-hmm. this might just be a ploy to, you know, sell tickets while they're here. Um, we saw he was loaned out last season, all, all uh, half last season to Leeds. Um, so, you know, apparently uh, there wasn't something – it wasn't that great of a spot for him, right? I mean, he was loaned out. I mean, you could tell that Allegri wasn't using him. So we'll see what he what happens this, this summer for him. But um, – well, similar as if you know this, if he's not gonna play, um, move right. Um, his first yeah. season there with Juventus mm-hmm. was really well, uh, but since then he's, he's definitely dipped. So uh, again, this he he might be someone that excels like in a mid-table La Liga team or uh, in Germany, back to Germany. Um, so we'll see we'll see what happens with him. But as of right now, you know, July twenty-six, no one has made a bid for him. No one has a- approached Juventus for him because Juventus has come out and said that. He, you know, he's not for sale. He's going to be in the plans. So right now, currently still uh, Juventus player. Uh, one player that's kind of more or less, you know, in a gray area is Balogun uh, Flo. Will he stay at Arsenal? We don't know. He was left on the bench as Arsenal lost uh, 2-0 to Man United in a couple of days ago in the summer preseason game. And, you know, his biggest obstacle for game time there at Arsenal is going to be Gabriel Jesus. Um, yeah. Is he going to be able to, you know, overcome uh, Gabriel Jesus? It's a tough one. You know, become the number one spot. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. But uh, I, I just don't see a lot of people going for him in terms of purchasing him, just because of the price tag that Arsenal want for him. I think they want fifty million pounds for him. 
which is an insane amount of money uh, for somebody mm-hmm. that you know he did have he, he did have a good season last year in the French league, but he hasn't proven himself in the EPL. I'd like to see him stay at Arsenal. Maybe be you know he's still young. Maybe be that backup to Gabriel Jesus. Um, play FA Cup games, play Champions League games, and you know Premier League games when you can. But at the same time, I obviously don't want him to not play. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, why don't you fill us in on Yunus Musa? So Yunus Musa, our guy. I think we, we touched a little bit on him when we did the Il Capitano episode uh, a couple a couple days ago. And uh, it looks like pretty much the move from Valencia to AC Milan, it's pretty much settled. Um, it looks like AC Milan has agreed on personal terms with the player. They just have, you know, I guess to finalize some of the, you know, price ticket I- or ticket items with uh, with Valencia as far as how much money they're going to be paying. Um, I think it's a, you know, it's a reasonable move for him, uh, even though he was, he saw some consistent playtime at Valencia uh, this, on the second half of the season, he I, I think his time got reduced significantly. Um, so if he's going to go somewhere where he's going to be able to either retain the amount of game time that he had at the beginning of last season or at least consistently play throughout every single week, uh, that will be great for him. Um, it's also nice that, well, I guess he helps that uh, AC Milan is owned by uh, Americans. So they, you know, he helps Americans to have a spot in, in the Serie A yeah, and a strong team. Uh, so it's also it also makes them, uh, I guess, more susceptible to purchase American players. Uh, so, I, I you know he will have some decent competition at AC Milan, and uh, I, I think it will be beneficial for him in terms of development to be to become even a more complete uh, midfielder. Uh, or I guess does, does he play like a number five or like a number eight? I guess he can play both. Yeah, he can yeah. play both, but I think he plays more for like a number, a number six and eight. Yeah, depending on the formation that Valencia plays. Um, yeah, so, so I think he, he'd move. slot in. Yeah, he'd slot in there maybe alongside Ruben Loftus Cheek mm-hmm. in the center. Yeah, and uh, you know having Pulisic there at AC Milan uh, helps, right? I mean, you know, yeah. it's somebody that he knows. Uh, yeah, it's a good move if that materializes. But we'll be watching that Definitely. closely to see if uh, Valencia and AC Milan can come to terms. Uh, the last big name here—that's kind of a question mark. Um, question mark slash not question mark because Dortmund have come out and said they have no intention to sell. Obviously, we're talking about Gio Reyna. Um, you know, he's uh, Dortmund is viewing him as an important piece moving forward next season. Don't want to sell him. Hopefully, he stays injury-free because when he stays injury-free, we yeah. know that he plays for Dortmund uh, and he scores and he participates and is vital. Um, so, uh, you know, we were kind of wondering if he was going to move in search of play time, but apparently, you know, they want to keep him. So, uh, good for him if he's able to stay injury free, but, uh, we've seen that he's kind of made of glass. <laughs> so, um, Pokemon Gio Reyna, drink your, drink your milk, man. Um, <laughs> for real. So that's kind of, uh, where we're at we're currently for the big names in USMNT. Well, why don't you start us off with El Tri, man? What are the, yeah. some of the transfers that we've seen? I don't even want to, dude. I mean, when, once you compare, you know, the potential moves from El Tri or the ones that have materialized uh, between El Tri and USMNT, this is just, uh, I feel uh, embarrassed, dude. I'm, I'm going to lie about it. Um, probably should have started right, with El Tri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess let's go ahead and get started. There's only one confirmed uh, transfer, which is RJ9, Raul Jimenez, going from Wolverhampton to Fulham. 
uh yeah big move i think uh I, I don't think anyone was expecting this move whatsoever at least i wasn't expecting a move uh in premier league a lot of us including myself uh are essentially saying that he's pretty much done with with his career um he passed the medical tests uh without any specific problem so he's still fit to perform uh at least at the premier league level uh it was a five million pounds transfer so i mean kind of kind of low ball money um uh, on the transfer, but man, he remain he stays at EPL. Uh, Fulham seems to be a good team for him to you know regain his uh, confidence and pick up the speed, uh, pick up the pace. If he's able to go back to the early days where he joined uh, the Wolves, it will be amazing. Uh, it will be great news for for L3. But you know, this is a surprise. I mean, no one was asking for this. I don't think anyone expected it. So let's yeah, let's just take it and run, dude. Yeah, I mean, Raul Jimenez is someone that, you know, before that whole injury happened with David Lolois, he was uh, playing amazing, right? Um, he, mm-hmm. he had, I think he, overall, he ended it in like Premier League official games. He had like 97 appearances, 27 goals with Wolves. But um, most of those goals, I would say like 22, I believe, came before the injury or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so he had a substantial drop uh, after the injury. Uh, we know what he's mm-hmm. capable of. Um, this is, a, I think Fulham is a great team to join. Uh, he'll be replacing Mitrovic there, who's leaving to Saudi Arabia. So he'll be either leading the line or be, um, you know, getting a lot of play time with Fulham as a, as a, mm-hmm. you know, the backup striker. Um, it'd be nice to see him recover, man, and, and get back to his Wolves days for sure. For L3 yeah. and just for him. He's a great guy and uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be it'll, uh, like, Fulham's an awesome team, and uh, it's a step up yeah. from Wolves, I say. Um, so, like you said, we were all expecting him coming to uh, Liga MX or MLS. Or MLS, yeah. Yeah, but uh, hey, man, he's staying out there. So, good for RJ9. Uh, we'll be watching the Premier League and seeing how he performs for Fulham uh, throughout the season. Um, what can you tell us about Cesar Montes? Cesar Montes, all right. So, as we all know, Cesar Montes' team, Espanol, got relegated last season. Um there's still a lot of rumors going around him. Uh, it looks like Espanol is Espanol would like to retain him, but there there aren't. I guess they're also open to let him go if the price. If, I guess if they match the price, uh, but they're leaning towards more of a let's get to let's get you know let's push for a release clause uh, activation or something close to the release clause. Um, there's a lot of rumors surrounding him. Uh, there's people saying that he it's been uh, he's has been scouted by. Nottingham Forest, um, also that Mallorca, whose coach is Javier Aguirre, has asked for him and his services, but Mallorca is looking more for a loan rather than a you know full purchase. So I think Espanol is like either we, it's it's like a full you know full purchase or else. I mean we don't we don't really they don't really want to loan loan him out. Uh, so and there's also like a lot of rumors going around saying that he might come back to America to Liga Mekis. So uh, I. I hope that he stays in, in Europe. I really hope that he stays. Even if he stays at Espanol on, on La Liga AB or whatever the name of that second division is. Uh, but I think he will be better off playing at the second division on La Liga than coming back to MLS or to uh, Liga MX uh, just because of you know what it, the challenge that it will represent for him as a player to go from, you know, to win promotion in La Liga. Um, if he goes to Nottingham Forest, I think he is also it will be a, also a decent move. I think he he is capable of being a, a good performing player in, on EPL, and it will be nice to see another Mexican at, at EPL. Um, 
And if he moves to Mallorca, it's also, I think, a, a reasonable move for him. So a lot of rumors, no rumors, nothing concrete on this guy. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I cannot tell you exactly if there's an anticipated move. Um, I think it's a 50-50 situation where, you know, Espanol might be op still open for, you know, inquir inquiries, but they're not necessarily on a, you know, pinch to sell him in any way. So we shall see. I mean, the he, st he still has a month to go, month and change to go. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'd rather see him play in La Liga B and then uh, coming back. So after just one season in Europe, um, he was one of Espanol's bright spots, I'd say, from last season. Yeah, obviously mm -hmm. there was a few bright spots uh, if you get relegated, but he was definitely <laughs> not the cause for the relegation. Yeah, he fit in um, right away. So that's, that's yeah, he, news. He uh -huh. definitely. I think La Liga suits him really well. Um, mm -hmm. Luis Chavez, man, you know, we've all heard. Allegedly, he pl he paid his release clause. Um, one of, you know, something you don't see too often, right? Somebody trying to push out of their team. Like, so we see that. Yeah. That intent, that uh, intent to move to Europe. Um, Pachuca was not going to sell him to Dynamo Moscow, like, directly, just because of the whole thing with the, you know, Russia-Ukraine. They don't want to deal with, you know, Russian clubs at this time. Uh, Dynamo Moscow is the one that, you know, has shown the highest interest. Uh, that mm -hmm. ultimately led, you know, Luis Chavez to paying his release clause so he can deal with Dynamo without having Pachuca there as a middleman, uh, stifling yeah. his move. Um, mm -hmm. This is kind of, I don't know about you, but I've kind of, Noticed that it's kind of calmed down here the last week. Nothing, you know, nothing has yeah. materialized, kind of settled down. Um, mm -hmm. What have you heard anything else from this? I mean, is he, you know, there's so, also, he's going to Monterrey. So I, I mean, right now, like nothing is in stone, right? There's a lot of uh, reports going out that he that, like, let's be clear, like he doesn't have that kind of money to pay his release clause, right? He has a, a sponsor behind him that loaning the money to pay for his release clause so he can make the move because making, uh, I guess, dealing with Russian clubs right now, it's a pain in the butt because of how you move money, right? It, it Like pretty much all of the Russian banks are banned from the international uh, wire transfer system. So if you want to make deals with them, you have to send them to like a, to a country that they have links with and that country has access to, you know, the international wire transfer fund or whatever the name of that thing is. So it's essentially like Dynamo Moscow had to send the money to Venezuela and then Venezuela can send it to Mexico. So it was just a bumbo jumbo. So Pachuca didn't want to mess with that. Um, even though there's a lot of reports going out saying that he paid his release clause, Liga Mekis have hasn't received the notice or registered that he's a free agent with uh, Liga Mekis. FIFA doesn't have a report saying that he's a free agent and open to uh, negotiate with, with whoever he wants. Uh, there's a lot of people, well, a lot of pundits going around saying that he has started to realize that a move to Russia might not be the best uh, decision for him, not only, uh, I guess, uh, sporting-wise, but the, the difficulty of having access to his money will be, you know, one of those uh, big detrimental or one of the big reasons why he might not join Dinamo Moscow. Uh, there's also, you know, whilst we all know Monterrey is very keen on, on, on hiring him or bringing him as a as a reinforcement for the club, they have offered somewhere around $15 million for Luis Chavez, which, you know, it's, it's an, an outrageous amount of money for a 27-year-old player, uh, Mexican player, nonetheless. 
So uh, we, we shall see, man. I mean, I, I think if he really wants to go to Europe and if he's able to find some uh, sponsor that is willing to pay for his release clause and allow him to, you know, negotiate with other teams that are in Dinamo Moscow, there was some rumors about Feyenoord wanting him, a PSV wanting him. So more power to him if he still if he if he really if he if he is really adamant on pursuing that dream. Um, but as of right now, nothing is in stone. He's even re- registered for Pachuca to play League's Cup. So we'll see. What a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Big mess. Yeah. Um, someone who's also kind of in uh, been quiet rumors, Gerardo Arteaga, who the is the mm-hmm. uh, gank in the Belgian Pro League player. Um, you know, there's been some steam here and there that Lazio has acquired about his price tag, but nothing really has, you know, they've, they've kind of made contact with his rep, but nothing major. Um, no. So, you know, th- this is, if he joins Lazio, that'd be, that'd be a fantastic move for him. You know, we've seen mm-hmm. him play already in Genk. He, he's done well. He's just locked in starter there. So he has um, European experience. So that's just the, the next move up, right? Um, so that's one we'll be watching, uh, see if anything develops there. Serie uh, could be a great destination for him. Yeah. Um, what can you tell us about Santi? I know we kind of Santi Jimenez when we talked about uh, yeah. Ricardo Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> well, Santi Jimenez, a lot of uh, you know rumors and news and uh, things surrounding him before uh, before the Gold Cup and after the Gold Cup, right? Um, there's a lot. There was a, a big one saying that he was going to join Tottenham Hotspur, if, especially if they release Harry Harry Kane. Um, but I think he realized that going to the Hotspurs wasn't, you know, a good decision in any way, right? Because uh, it's Hotspurs. Like, well, what would you like to join Hotspurs to begin with? <laughs> uh, but it looks like Denis Tecloese, who's the sporting director of Feyenoord, came out and said that he's staying put, which I think is a great decision for him. Um, I think that he was, if he, if we were to move to a different team, uh, you know, even a, a more competitive league, I think it would have been a little too soon, especially that he had only played for six months at Feyenoord. Um, I think he still needed a, a, one more year to settle himself as a great prospect for bigger leagues, bigger teams. I would only agree if he's going to a you know middle of the table kind of team in Spain or Serie A, or maybe like one of the you know thirteen, fourteen spots in in Premier League. Uh, even if it's one of the teams that it's you know on relegation zone, it will be nice for him, mm-hmm. but. Staying at Eredivisie will help him hone in those attacking skills, those finishing touch, finishing touches, uh, and become a more prolific striker. Which you know, essentially, that's what he's aiming for. So he's still young, twenty-two years old. Uh, another year at Eredivisie is not going to hurt him in any way. Uh, so I, I think this is this makes sense. I think it's a it's a great decision from him and his camp. Yeah, he'll be playing Champions League football, and we know that Eredivisie is a uh, playground for uh, strikers. Uh, strikers mm-hmm. succeed very well there. So, um, yeah, definitely, hopefully he stays put at least for another year uh, to hone his skills. One guy that I did not think we'd be talking about here at all, um, <laughs> oh, no. that, you know, somebody that's not even with El Tri anymore. I mean, he doesn't get called up really at all anymore. Um, the ex-Inter Miami uh, forward Rodolfo Pizarro. Uh, someone that uh, finally got his um, dream moved to Europe, and he's moving uh-huh. to Greece, AEK Athens. Um, I guess they just had to clear him out to sign Messi, uh, Jordi Alba, Busquets, and all those guys. Uh, he was mm-hmm. one of the the sacrifices. But um, how did he move there? I mean, you know, th- you know more than I do. What, what was the whole situation? How, he he knew I mean, some people, or what was? 
So he, he, I think he's a great example of sometimes it's not what you know, but who you know. Um, the EA Key Athens coach is El Pelado Almeida, who coached him during his time at Chivas. So El Pelado Almeida really knows, well, he, he really knows, uh, I guess, Rodolfo's Pizarro, Rodolfo Pizarro's uh, style of play. Um, and I think, like, I don't think it's a coincidence he's joining AEK Athens. Uh, El Pelado Almeida must have a moche around, you know, around this decision. <laughs> but that's the whole reason why he's joining that team. I don't think it's because of, you know, based on merits. I don't think it's because he was an outstanding player for Inter de Miami. Actually, he was, he was really bad with Inter de Miami. Only one goal. And I don't know how many how many years uh, or how many games, but uh, yeah, this is the whole the whole reason why he is joining uh, this Greek team is because of Pelado Almeida. Um, Pelado Almeida likes Mexican players for some reason, and uh, <laughs> I guess I guess good for him. He's 29 years old, and he finally he's finally making a move to you know Europe. Uh, I know that the Greek league is not is perhaps at the level of MLS or uh, Liga Mekis, but I just like the fact that he's going to a different league, different scenario, different environment, different uh, refereeing styles, different pressure for the fans. So I guess good luck to him. And if he's able to perform, we might see him again with uh, El Tri. Wow. Those are words I never thought I'd hear again. Um, yeah. Wrapping this up with the last two men real quick, Charlie Rodriguez, the Cruz Azul player. Um, Apparently, uh, Fiorentina in Serie A has asked, you know, for his price tag. Um, I know you and I kind of don't think this will happen. Uh, he's probably nah. going to be staying with Liga MX. Yeah. Um, it, it hasn't been anything concrete. We'd like to see him go. Uh, he's uh, 26 years old now. Uh, so mm -hmm. if he's in the hop, unless he's going to do a, uh, a Rodolfo Pizarro and go when he's 30, <laughs> uh, now is the time. But uh, yeah, it hasn't real. been anything concrete. And uh Irving El Chucky Lozano, uh, you know, he's been kind of told from Napoli that his services will not be needed for the next year, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, there are links moving him to Premier League, but, uh, you know, he's uh, he's been offered plenty of money from LAFC and MLS and even Saudi Pro League rumors. Uh, so Premier League might not be able to compete for his services if it comes down to uh, money, right? Um, yeah, you know I mean? definitely. I, I mean, the, the the biggest link, I guess the biggest rumor linked to him is going to LAFC. Um, there's a lot of you know people talking about it, even LAFC players. Uh, I'm going to say excusing him if he decides to join uh, an MLS side. Uh, I think he, even if he goes to Turkey, man, he, he needs to stay in Europe. That would be my choice. But again, I wouldn't blame him if he goes to MLS for, a, you know, Boku Dinero. For the bag. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. at least needs to stay in Europe, ideally, till the World Cup, right? Then he could go chase the mm -hmm. bag. But yeah. um, he, he, sometimes he might be offered something that he can't reject. Um, well, let's uh, let's hope when we do the closeout summer uh, transfer window, uh, second part, that we have more news on Mexican players um, right yeah. now. Like we said, the only real concrete thing that's happened is Raul Jimenez moving to Fulham, which is a fantastic move. Um, but Adrian, man, as we wrap this up, dude, uh, where can our listeners find us? Dude, they can always find us on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button, and turn on the notifications. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast on. Last but not least, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Puro Pinche Gol. We post stuff every now and then. 
yeah, be sure to let us know in the comments uh, which of these uh, moves for L3 or for the USMNT are you most excited about? Uh, who that's currently, you know, in limbo or wanting to move? Do you want to, you know, make a transfer and where would you like to see them go? Um, definitely still a month and probably a little less than a month and a couple of weeks to go for the transfer window to close here. So we might still see a lot of developments, uh, but definitely we'd like to hear uh, from you guys uh, what you guys think of that. Adrian, man, another good episode with you, brother. Uh, let's enjoy some Leagues Cup here. Thetis makes their debut. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll see you in the next one, man. Take it easy. Bye. See you, bro.